What is up, everybody? Robbie here with Bald and the Beard, joined along with... Jacob. Jacob. So, uh, this episode is going to be very, uh, very Star Wars heavy, because, uh, last night we were able to go see, uh, Rise of the... Rise of the... Rise of Skywalker. Why, why was I saying Rise of... Rise of the Skywalker, because it was that good of a movie. No, uh, we saw... Rise of Skywalker. I still wanted to put the in there. Rise of Skywalker. And then we uh, watched the season finale of The Mandalorian. Uh, so that will take up quite a bit of our episode this week. So, Jacob, what did you think of Rise of the Skywalker? Oh, well, it beat any expectations I had of it. And uh, definitely feel like they uh, picked up their slack of the last two movies. Right. Because a lot of people, you know, didn't like those. I mean, I liked them, but they were definitely slower than the normal Star Wars. Yeah, Force Awakens was really good. Uh, the second one uh, was not that great. Uh, it was still good. I still enjoyed it, but it seemed like they pulled away. And I believe that was the one that J.J. Abrams did not direct. He directed Force Awakens. Didn't direct this one, and then they brought it back to uh, J.J., and I feel like he knocked it out of the park with this one. Um, anything else you wanted to add on it? Oh, I mean, I like uh, how they added the more action to it, you know, and more turmoil and everything like that with uh, everything they put in. Right. There was a lot going on in this uh, this part of the, the trilogy, the ending of the trilogy. Uh, you had a lot of really cool moments. Uh, like I really liked when they were on the the command ship or Kylo Ren ship, and you hear the Imperial March, which is Darth Vader's theme song. You hear it kind of played with, I believe it was like a, a stringed orchestra, so it wasn't your normal brass like the bomb, 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 bomb. It was played more light and uh, like a, an overtone instead of like the darker undertone. So I thought the music in this uh, in Rise of Skywalker portrayed the emotion that you that they wanted you to have and I felt like that helped you get into the emotion that they were looking for and <laughs> I uh, I did see a meme there's there's already tons of memes of of Rise of Skywalker and whenever all the Jedi's were talking to Ray after she got knocked the mess out by old Palpy. All the Jedi voices were going through, and it was like a. It showed the picture of the Jedi who said it to so like Qui Gon, Luminara, uh, Anakin, and then Yoda, and then of course you know they're saying like the Jedi lives in you. Take this moment, and then like. <laughs> This isn't what Samuel L. Jackson said, but at the end it showed Samuel L. Jackson. He said, kill those mother... <laughs> <laughs> and so, a lot of lot of really funny memes. Um, I gotta say that there were a lot of really cool moments, like when uh, Emperor Palpatine just kind of like shot the Force Lightning up into the sky. Because that was always his uh, weapon of choice, mm -hmm. was the unlimited power. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was his big thing, and to see it on a whole nother level of the Force Lightning was, I mean, was amazing to see just taking down ships. And then again, another really cool part in the uh, in the movie was when all the ships, like you know, pose like I'm I'm sorry guys, I thought people would come, 
And then you just look up and, and Lando's coming in with like millions, tons and tons of ships, uh, which if you paid close attention to it, you'll actually see the ghost from uh, Star Wars Rebels, which is a uh, TV show that kind of aired on Disney that kind of carries on. I believe it's after the Clone Wars or after like episode two and episode three and then it goes into rebels so you get to see that ship come in uh so a lot of a lot of really cool stuff was all jam-packed we got to um well i forgot we are talking spoilers so i'm sure holly will sprinkle her magic in with uh with ray we actually got to see her be announced as who her who her pappy is uh which was kind of a Kind of a big, big announcement. Uh, what did you think of of Ray Palpatine? I was surprised. I actually read it before we saw the movie, so I hate spoilers. Yeah, but uh, I saw it on there, and I was surprised because you know, I mean, I didn't really think she was a Skywalker, but I felt she would be someone of significance, you know. And see, I would have been perfectly fine with her being. Um, just a random person, like, and, and that kind of goes off the narrative that you don't have to be from a <clears throat> prominent family in order to be a hero. Yeah. But uh, I think that I think it played well. We you definitely got the uh, the sense that they were fixing a lot of issues from the the second movie that the second movie left. Uh, so you know, being able to you to see that, you know, JJ was trying to pull it back to where Star Wars needs to be and a lot of issues with this trilogy this trilogy will go down as my second favorite trilogy um the the older ones are my favorite this is my second and then the prequels are kind of hmm. eh for me um oh I just lost my train of thought with this trilogy, the uh, they didn't know where they were going with it. They they didn't have the story fully fleshed out. So each time they'd come out with a movie, like they'd have an idea of what they wanted to do in the next one, and then on for the next one. They didn't have kind of like the other ones a set plan of of where these characters would end up. So you got you saw a little bit of stuff being rushed, but all the all the hate that Rise of Skywalker got, I really did not understand. Because I, I for one, thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Uh, or this episode. I'm stuck on, on mov- movie lingo. technically an episode. Uh, me, well, so many Star Wars movies coming out, it feels like an episode. But with this movie, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought that J.J. and them did a great job. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the, the negativity that it got? And what were, <clears> your, what were your thoughts on it? Uh... I mean, I just think people, you know, were set with the old ones and didn't really see any need to add on. But, I mean, I think they did a good job overall because, I mean, you know, I'd hate to see a good franchise end. I mean, I know this franchise is far from ending. They can go so far with the Star Wars universe and everything. Right. But, I mean, I think they ended it well. I, and I did, too. I think that they ended the, the Skywalker line. Uh, I think they ended it well, which, with me, I've read a lot of... Uh, a lot of the extended universe in Star Wars. Uh, I don't know. Me and Zach used to talk a lot about that on the Nerd Cave. We there's so many options that they can do, um, and just because they ended this trilogy with um, with the Skywalkers, that doesn't mean that 
they can't use these characters later on. Like, you know, there's the Thrawn trilogy where, you know, Luke Skywalker uh, is the one that has to him, Leia, Han, Chewie are having to fight this guy. And, you know, they can bring these characters back and do, like, standalone things. But, with that being said, with as much as we've been saturated with Star Wars, I do believe that, aside from The Mandalorian, and aside from maybe Star Wars Rebels, and a few of, like, the other animated or TV shows, I think they're not going to be putting out very many movies, hopefully. I hope they kind of take a little bit of a break. Uh, kind of like what we've seen with Marvel, you know, they haven't really been releasing too much um, after Infinity War because it's just kind of a bit of an oversaturation. So I think take a second, breathe, let it let it breathe, let everything air out, and then we uh, we go into the to whatever whatever they have planned for us next. Mm-hmm. Which um, I know the next big thing coming out with Star Wars is going to be. Uh, season two of The Mandalorian, which has already been confirmed, uh, which is beautiful, beautiful music to my ears because uh, I thoroughly love the show. So unless you have anything else to add on Rise of Skywalker, uh, I guess we can go ahead and transition into The Mandalorian. Let's anything else? All right. So <clears throat> literally minutes before this, we recorded this episode, I uh, caught up and watched the last episode of The Mandalorian, and I, for one, thought that it was a very good send-out of how how the show should have ended. Uh, it's a little bit of a cliffhanger. Um, the entire show has been... There's not been a bad episode. Usually in a TV show, you have... You know, even in a, like a eight series episode, you might have one that was kind of lackluster. I really didn't feel that way at all about The Mandalorian. There's always been enough action. There's also been enough story development, um, and I've I've been perfectly okay with everything. Well, what are your thoughts on this episode and The Mandalorian as a whole? I mean, uh, with the story so far, you know, they filled in all the holes that there were already. You know, with his background and everything, right. and. Uh, I think the next season will just pretty much just cover them trying to find little baby Yoda's home planet and to to see take where, care yeah. of Moth Gideon. What well, um do you think that he goes to the 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 Yoda clan? Uh we still don't know what to call them. Uh or do you think <clears throat> that there's gonna be a Jedi that takes baby Yoda? Well, I listen to a lot of podcasts about, you know, just Star Wars lore. And, uh, you know, the big mystery is, like, where does Yoda come from? What are his people called? And apparently, you know, Yoda does know or did know where his home was. But, you know, they keep it safe because they're peaceful light Jedi or light force users, you know. They're peaceful. They're not meant to do battle or whatever. So, I mean, I think they'll just have to find the planet. And if they do, you know, they'd be... Big mystery solved for the Star Wars fans and everything. Cause right. Cause, clearly everybody wants to know where it's at, you know. So. Right, because, I mean, we just have Baby Yoda, and the only thing that we know what to call him is... Yoda. Baby Yoda, that we have no idea where they yeah. came from, um, what they're called, or anything. But uh, kind of going off what you said about Gideon, uh, super strong character. I've seen him in a lot of shows. He always seems to play the baddie. Um, I think he plays 
the bad guy very well. Um, and a super cool thing that we saw in there was the the Mandalorian sword. Yeah, I think they uh, call it the dark saber. The dark saber, yeah. Uh, you've seen it used in Clone Wars TV show. Clone Wars TV shows, and I want to say I saw it in Rebels. It's been a long time since I've watched Star Wars Rebels, and every time I've seen that blade, it's just it's beautiful because that is the one of the only blades besides, I believe, a vibra blade uh, in the Star Wars universe that's able to withstand uh, hand like sword to sword combat with uh, with a Jedi. So I'm very interested to see where that goes now that we've seen uh, Moth Gideon use it to get out of his TIE fighter um, after Mando took him, took him to the shop, you know, and <laughs> uh, kicked his butt. <laughs> Funniest part of the season finale was, uh, you know, they're like, you know, what do we do? We got the TIE fighters coming in, what do we do? And uh, the guild guy's like, have him do the magic hands, and he's like, magic hands, like, and pretty funny part, at least yeah, to me. I liked it. Because uh, a lot of times you see Baby Yoda, like, healing or, you know, doing his little little hand thing, and of course Mando's like, nah, I got a jetpack now, we're going we gonna <laughs> to take care of this the Mandalorian way. Uh, so, the Mandalorian, I think, is a breath of, of fresh air. Um, John, John Favre, uh, I think he's the one that's directed this. I saw that name on, for the writer. Right, oh yeah, he's, he, he wrote this and, uh, Takiti directed it. Uh, he has been, Favre, or however you want to pronounce his last name, he's been killing the, the industry. You know, he made Elf, he made Iron Man directed a lot of the um, Marvel movies and a lot of the live-action Disney movies. Uh, so he's he's been killing it, and uh, I actually learned today that not too long ago he was an out-of-work actor, not hmm. being able to you know, get a job, and here he comes out of the blue and becomes a fantastic writer-slash-director in the... Uh, in the film universe, which is super cool because, like I said, everything he's touched so far has been gold in a directing or writing stance. Uh, so, you know, John, oh, Johnny boy, keep up the good work. We proud of you. You, you, you slaying it in the, in the industry. Uh, so what are some of your favorite parts from the, the Mandalorian uh, TV series so <clears throat> far? I'd say this uh, last episode was my favorite because, you know, we get to see... The IU, uh, IG unit kick some tail again. Right. Got to see Mando do his thing. Yep. Got to see the uh, the Huntress Mando do her thing mm-hmm. with her hammer and her tongs. You said it best. I have never seen a Stormtrooper mask shatter until this episode. Oh, yeah. And it was beautiful. Like, <laughs> she came across with her little hammer. It was just like, Shapa! Knocked the mess out. And oh, yeah. I, that was a super cool scene. Uh, some of my favorite scenes uh, so far has been uh, just, you know, the the funny things. When, like, the very first episode, when IG was like, time to self-destruct. And I like, kept oh, yeah. going. And he's like, he's like, no, stop, no, stop. That's been really cool. And uh, the first time he meets Quill, or the or not, or... 
this I I have spoken guy and he's learning how to ride the two-legged lizard thingy. That part was was very interesting. The the show in general, I give it as probably one of my all-time favorite um up until this the Clone Wars had been my favorite uh Star Wars TV show. The Mandalorian takes it and it takes it by a very large margin. Uh I thought that they did a fantastic job with this series and I hope uh season 2 uh comes back with even bigger explosions and uh even better writing and directing. I mean, I'm just oh, I'm yeah. excited for it. I'm, I think, I'm sure it will too cuz I mean, you know, when the show starts to get its attention, you know, their budget goes up for the next season, so I'm sure they'll they'll uh right. go big with the next one too. The only thing we have to be careful with is if they let the let it all go to their head and they try to do it oh, bigger. Because yeah. sometimes bigger isn't always better. Oh, yeah. So uh, I hope to see a lot more of, and I'm sure we will, of Moff Gideon uh, in the new season uh, to kind of see. Because you saw he knew all three of them. He knew a lot about them, and he was one of the ones who, obviously, he took out quite a few Mandalorians himself to have the Darksaber, uh, and to be able to know who Mando really is. So I'm excited to see where that story arc goes in the uh, in the next one. Uh, Jacob, do you have anything else to talk about with the um, the Mandalorian series? Yeah, we got it good. I because I mean you know last episode pretty much you know all there. Right. So we. We know all we need to know about season one, so we just got to wait and see what uh, what season two offers. And uh, another awesome show that uh, Jacob has just devoured, uh, The Witcher. Uh, he finished The Witcher, and he posted on The Bald and the Bearded that he really enjoyed it. So, Jacob, tell us a little bit about what you liked about The Witcher. Um, trying to think of where I left off on the last episode on here with it. Can't really remember. I think you were like three episodes in. Yeah, three or four. four. But I mean, so if if you watch the if you played the game, I played like five minutes of the game so far of uh, three. The Did one. you download it on Xbox? Yeah, I yeah, got it on free. Game Pass because I just got another Xbox. Another one. Yeah, <laughs> that's my second one. But uh, try keeping it this time. So if you <laughs> played the game, you know he has a uh, Jennifer and Siri. Mm-hmm. So the show pretty much just uh, tells you. Shows you how he came across Yennefer and how he came to be with Siri as well. So, uh, and that's the TV show that's talking about? Yeah, that's a TV yeah. show. So, you know, basically, uh, it starts off like a little before uh, Geralt or Geralt, whichever one yeah. it is. Uh, basically, just starts you off a little bit before that. Shows how uh, Ciri's king or her grandmother's kingdom falls and all that. And then the, the trials that led up to Geralt finding Ciri and doing his thing with Yennefer, as I'm sure you know if you've watched the show, but, I mean, it was very yeah. well put together. The CGI and everything was good. All the creatures and everything they had, they weren't, like, you know, Bobo-looking or anything, so. Right, yeah. And playing the game, uh, at least Witcher 3, I haven't played the other Witcher games, you don't get a lot of that backstory of Ciri or Yennefer. So you actually saw Vesemir, right? The older um, 
the older witcher, the guy that was supposed to be training Siri, fell asleep in the chair. I've not made it that far. I haven't even, yeah, I've barely played the game. Well, he's in the first, he's the older witcher. You probably, you must have seen, you had to have seen him by now. So, Mark Hamill, which is Luke Skywalker, wants to play Vesemir. And I, at, at his stage in life, I think that he would be very fitting because he has that older, gruffer-looking self. Now that's how that's how Mark looks. And Vesemir, you know, he's an older, not in the best shape in the world Witcher. And I think, <clears throat> you know, no offense, Mark Hamill, uh, none of us are in the best of shape. But uh, I think, like, you look at Henry Cavill, and you look at Geralt uh, from the Witcher game. That's like a match made in heaven. Like you cannot have picked a better person to play uh, Geralt, and I think Mark Hamill being Vesemir would be equally great uh, and a great pairing. Uh, we all know Mark Hamill from quite a few different places. Obviously, Star Wars, uh, Batman the animated series, the world's best Joker. Um, I don't think there will ever be a Joker like Mark Hamill. So. Obviously, he has the chops to do it. I think he would be great. Um, be careful with the game, my friend, because I've played it, and I was like, I am not getting sidetracked on these stupid side missions. Very first mission. Hey, do you want to sit down and play a game of Gwent? Sure. I like to learn how to play Gwent. <laughs> an hour later, I'm like, why am I playing Gwent for an hour? So... Yeah, be careful. It is dangerous to dive down because uh, I know with Red Dead Redemption 2, you've sat down and played poker, and then you've been, next thing you know, you've been playing poker for an hour and a half. It's hard to quit when you're winning. Right, and it was <laughs> the same thing with, with Gwent. I was like, I told myself I'm not going to do this, and this is and here I am doing it. I did the same thing in Skyrim. I would go and do, I'd be walking by, and I'd be like, oh, i got to go fight this dragon. Oh, there's a cave. Let's go see what's in this cave real quick. Next thing I know, I'm I'm three caves in, four elven ruins in. Hmm. I just I have a I have AD, ADHD when it comes to when it comes to games like that. Oh yeah. But uh, I will say I have enjoyed the the Witcher game. Uh, the TV show came out, and then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make it a point to go play this game because I, I know I need to. I know it's a good game. It it does have an I feel like we're so, we're spoiled. Because I'm like, oh, I was like, 2015 graphics are so bad. And, and then I go and boot up one of my 360 games and I'm like, ugh. Yeah. I was like, maybe the 2015 graphics isn't bad. But like, <laughs> like when I booted up The Witcher 3 for the first time, I was like, oh. I was thinking the same thing. I, and I'm it's like. It's hard to play a game with poor graphics and what you're used to. Right. And I'm like. Like I've been going back and playing Skyrim here lately too, you know. Right. I've been getting in the medieval feel and everything after watching that, so. And I'm just like, what is wrong with me? I was like, enjoy the game for what it is. <laughs> this is the same guy who will still go back and play an ex an original xbox game in knights of the old republic uh and i'm just like you don't complain when you're playing that and everybody looks like clay figures but i'm complaining about 2015 graphics <laughs> on the witcher 3 but uh i have enjoyed the game so far um i learned real quick make sure you're using the right sword when you're fighting a creature because oh, yeah. it takes a lot longer to uh to kill creatures when you're using your normal sword so 
there's that tad bit of uh, information. So, you got anything else that you want to uh, talk about on the the Witcher or anything like that? Well, we covered all my topics. I mean, I haven't really seen or heard of anything. I mean, I'll go back to the Star Wars thing about a rumor I heard that there okay. might be a standalone Vader series. I would be okay with that because uh, you have a lot of time for when. I mean, there's a lot of holes in his story, you know. Of right. Different lore and things in the comics that they've seen him do and read about and everything. So. Because you have, up until Phantom Menace, when you brought Anakin Skywalker in to Episode Two during the Clone Wars and the Clone War TV shows, and then Revenge of the Sith, you get his life leading all the way up to becoming Vader, and then the. Once he becomes Vader, you just get, um, you know, the, the the three older movies, you know, A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we only see him in that. But, I mean, there's, you know, I would like to see what he did while, like, Rogue One was going on. Because you did notice uh, with Rogue One how it ended. It was the beginning of um, A New Hope. Like, oh, my God, that, that scene with Vader coming in. Oh, to this day, that's one of my favorite Star Wars themes or scenes in a movie. But I would like I would like to know a little bit more about what Vader did um, after you know Revenge of the Sith and before the prequels or not the prequels, but the uh, the the older trilogy. So uh, <clears throat> I'd be excited to see that. And you know what we we didn't even cover in the Rise of Skull Skullwalker Skywalker. I'm just tripping all over my words today, but. Uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, Boogaboo or Bogo or whatever the little guy's name that oh, I was working yeah. on. on C- Bob or what, wasn't it Bob? Bobo or Babu or man, that little guy. He cracked me up. He, he stole the show for me in that one. <laughs> Just, you know, you couldn't really understand what he was saying, but like he would, he would have the, the comedic relief right when you needed it. And, uh. Just frying C-3PO's brain. <laughs> and so, I, like I said, all all of the entirety of Skywalker, there was not a point that I was like, I'm bored, I want to go home, I don't enjoy this. I oh, enjoyed yeah. it all the way through. So, anything else, my that's brother? for me. All right, and I believe that's it for me. Short week, not a lot going on besides uh, a lot of Star Wars stuff and some Witcher stuff. Uh, so I'm going to go enjoy some uh, college football, hopefully see uh, Oklahoma beat LSU today because I don't like LSU. If you're an LSU fan, I'm sorry, but not really. So that is it for me, and that is it for Jacob. Um, thank you for watching The Bald and the Bearded. Uh, we enjoy bringing you content each week. Um, if you like that content, please be sure to like, share, subscribe, follow, tweet, uh, heart, uh, whatever, all those other social media Thank you, my jigs are. Uh, thanks for watching. This has been Robbie and Jacob. Y'all have a great week. <laughs>